Hey everyone, welcome to Sunny Commutes, a podcast where I combine the worlds of web development and business and share my experiences. This is podcast episode 66, where I'll be talking about providing a good developer UX. So this is kind of an interesting topic to talk about because when you talk about UX, user experience, you don't really refer to the users being as other developers. Usually it's just the average person, not necessarily someone that's tech savvy or another developer that knows how to code. It's just the someone that's just you know visiting your site or downloading your app and the experience that they have in using your app. That's what you just focus on optimizing, right? That UX. And so for this episode, I actually want to focus on that interesting aspect of if you're building a piece of software, a framework, or a tool that's going to be used by another developer, well, should you care about the UX of your software? Uh, and a lot of times that I'm that I'm seeing is that a lot of people tend to ignore the UX for these types of developer tools. First of all, I do want to mention there is a term for this. It's not super common, but a lot of people refer to UX for developers as DX, just developer experience. So it just plays off the term UX, but in the U, the user in this case is just a developer. So let's dive into some of these misconceptions. So the first one is developers have a higher tolerance for bad UX. I don't think this is true to a certain degree. Yes, developers uh, are tech savvy and they know how things work. And so they'll probably be able to figure out tools that are hard to use. And they may not even complain about it because if it's something that they're used to, then Sure, they're not going to, you know, they're going to have a higher tolerance, but I, I think this is a misconception because when I'm as a developer focusing on just building an app, then I don't want to be figuring out how that certain tool works, like what a certain error means or why it's not working the way that I want it to and kind of like dive down into a rabbit hole of figuring uh, how that piece of software actually functions. Instead, I'm just going to either use a different tool or just build it a different way where I don't have to use that tool at all, right? Uh, the second thing is developers like to discover how things work. Kind of plays into the first one. And sure, for fun or when I'm, you know, when I'm building something for fun or when I'm discovering a new tool or framework, I may want to, I may be curious about how that tool works underneath. But when I'm just focusing either... Uh, when I'm at my job and I'm just focusing again on just building something, I don't have time to be figuring out how that tool works and how uh, the, just the little intricacies uh, of you know what the original developer was thinking when they designed that tool. I'm just gonna ditch it and use something else, or um, or I will complain about it and think about why that tool doesn't have good UX. So now that we got some of the misconceptions out of the way. I want to quickly talk about the benefits of good DX developer experience and some of the aspects that you can apply if you're building a tool for other developers, some of the things that you can actually apply to provide good DX. So some of the benefits first, developers become more efficient at their jobs. Uh, this goes to the point of like, if I'm focusing on just my job and trying to build an app, 
then I don't want to focus on anything else. I want that to be as efficient as possible, my workflow of building it. So if I'm using a tool that doesn't really get in my way and actually makes me more efficient, that's going to be a huge benefit. The second one is better maintenance of your app. And this is like in terms of configuration and dependencies. Uh, you don't want to, when you're incorporating an, uh, a framework or a tool into your uh, application, your software, you don't want to introduce technical debt into it. So when you're maintaining it one year later, two years later, you don't want to have a lot of configuration that is confusing, a lot of uh, dependencies that are hard to upgrade and something that uh, you know introduces even more technical debt because you're reliant on even more tools and other libraries. So the less configs, the less dependencies that I actually have to manage on my own, that makes the maintenance on my app a lot easier because of reduced technical debt. The third benefit is indirectly, customers actually get a better user experience through developer experience. So think about it this way. Yes, directly customers or the end users don't actually benefit out of developers having a good experience. But if I'm, as a developer, I'm building an app that is going to be used by just regular users, well, if, if, I, uh, if I have a good experience in building the app, and if I use a tool that allows me to add uh, better performance or better accessibility, and just things that actually end up offering a good UX for the app, then the end user, the end person is actually going to be using your app, well, they're going to benefit from those things too. So if you're using a tool or a framework that provides good developer experience, indirectly going to offer a good user experience for the end uh, for your customers essentially finally some ways that you can actually offer a good dx for a framework or tool that you're building for other developers so the first one is zero config setup now this is not necessarily something that you want to strive for a hundred percent but if you can if you provide a bunch of really good defaults so that when someone wants to use your tool if they don't have to set anything up, they don't have to add configuration, they can just start using it right away, then that's going to provide a really good developer experience. And this also helps in maintaining the usage of that tool later. Now, I should still be able to configure things if I need to. The tool should be flexible. But um, if you can reach you know, zero config or just very little configuration to start off, it's going to be really good. The second one is no dependency requirements. Uh, again, if you the less things that you have to manage and maintain and get things going to set your tool up, then the, the easier things will be. So that's also a really good one. The third one is friendly and useful error messages. So this is more like, actually it's not just for frameworks, it's just for CLI tools or apps as well. If you don't have very cryptic error messages or very kind of lazy and like generic error messages, if you can actually provide um, some hints into what the, the developer might have done wrong while you're trying to use your tool, then uh, that's going to make them happier and be able to resolve their issues quicker. And finally, just proper documentation. Uh, this is, you know, if the, if the user does need or if the developer does need to figure out how your tool works, uh, and how to set it up, obviously, then you're going to want to provide really good documentation. All right, so that's pretty much it. 
I think providing a good user experience for other developers is just as important as for any other user. And like I said, indirectly, customers do get a better experience through DX, through developer experience. So uh, if you can build tools that incorporate some of these aspects, uh, other developers will be able to benefit out of your tools and frameworks and everyone's going to be happy in, in, the, in the long run. So yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, you can catch all the previous episodes. You can subscribe in your favorite uh, podcast player all on sunnycommutes.fm. Uh, all my links and the show notes are going to be there and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.